And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauk, and today we're talking with Pastor Alex McElroy about how the biblical worldview produces a purposeful life, particularly for young people. How do we start to teach them and help them think in biblical terms? I'm a partner at Malkin Baker in Chicago. We're Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Messiah with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration, to religious freedom civil litigation. You can learn more about us by going to maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Or call us at 312-726-1243. Today, our guest is Pastor Alex McElroy. He's a speaker, author, blogger, pastor of education at New Life Covenant Southwest Church. He's the author of the book Blueprint for Bible Basics, and he studied apologetics under the foremost apologists in the world, including Rabbi Zacharias Institute and the Cross-Examined Instructors Academy with Dr. Frank Turek and Jim Warner Wallace. God bless you, Pastor. Welcome, and and uh, thank you for agreeing to teach us today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Thank you for having me. You know, we have so many problems with our young people. They're they're getting into so much trouble. And this isn't just non-Christian young people. It's just uh, young people everywhere, and they're looking for answers. How do you help them see that there are answers? Yeah, it's a great question. And um, the more I learn about apologetics and the more I have the opportunity to teach um, young people as well as those who teach young people— the need is great. And I, I just think of statistics show, uh, even Dr. Zacharias notes, that if we don't get a handle on this, up to 75% of our youth are going to walk away from the faith when they get to college. Yeah. Now, this is uh, this is a, a great issue because when you say apologetics, you're, 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 you're talking to an apologist, and we, we love to get into this uh, intellectually and, and deep into Scripture and so forth. But how is this relevant? How does this help? Uh, and what do you mean by worldview? How does this help, let's say, a 16-year-old a, a kid who's bored with church? Right. Well, the your worldview is basically your lens through which you view the world, um, through which you view life. And that is going to govern all of your actions. And if that worldview is misaligned or incorrect, that, that determines your morality or immorality and so getting kids to understand, number one, everyone has a worldview. They may not know it or understand it in that way, but they have some worldview. And getting them to understand and make you a know, case. 16-year-olds, it's about girls, right? Yeah. That's, that's the worldview? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. And so getting them to understand that um, there's there's got to be a transcendent source of right and wrong outside of themselves, that we can't each 
determine our own standard of morality, the world would be in a well. That's part of the problem now, obviously. <laughs> so, not just giving them scriptures and saying come to church this day or that day, but giving them the framework with which to view life, um, which is, I believe, the Christian worldview. And so, there's different worldviews, as as we know. Um, the political yeah. political worldviews, Polit- fe- feminist worldviews, right. communist worldviews. Everybody's got a worldview, but there's a biblical worldview right. that is from God, right. and therefore we'll get we'll get the right right worldview. How do you get a young person, or or even old an older person, to say, "I need to examine what my worldview is and want the right worldview"? Right. What's in it for them? I think, um, you know, in the words of Jesus, the truth shall set you free. The the one thing that every person is looking for is truth. They're looking for meaning. Really? So, Are they looking for truth? They, they, I, 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 I think a lot of people seem to want to run from truth but, and hide from it. But they think they're running to it. And that's the thing. The, the reason we even have all these different worldviews and religions is because people have become either disenchanted with a particular one and they wanted to find something else or they made their own. Um, but the, but the source of that search is truth. Now, in that search, they often find a lie, which which is a whole other conversation, I guess. But when we think about you know atheism, that's a worldview. People want to characterize it as a lack of worldview, but it's not a lack of worldview. It is in and of itself a worldview, as is naturalism and all the other things. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Malk of the law firm of Malk and Baker. And we're speaking with Pastor Alex McElroy, who's telling us about worldviews. And you say everyone has a worldview and everyone wants truth. Mm. But is that really scriptural? Doesn't, doesn't the scripture say there are those who prefer darkness and want to go to darkness? Yes, but they prefer it. And I don't know. Well, I used to be there, but I'm not there anymore. Um, I would say some prefer it and are comfortable in it, and some are there because they haven't been exposed to the truth. That's where I was. I was in living a lifestyle that I didn't even like myself, but I also didn't know how to get out of that. And so as as Christian apologists, as Christians in general, we need to be better at presenting the truth, not just saying come to church with me, but presenting it in a way that we can prove um, which is what I try to do scientifically, historically, archaeologically, that there is truth. Now, George MacDonald said, to give truth to somebody who loves it not is only to give them more multiplied reasons for misinterpretation. Yeah, I heard you say that before. I remember remembering that. <laughs> and say that again, because okay. I think that's a, that's a powerful statement. So he said that to give truth to someone who loves it not is only to give them more multiplied reasons for misinterpretation. So, if, so to your point, some people will say they want truth, but you find out through questioning that they really don't. Uh, Dr. Frank Turek, a lot of times when he does Q&A, it'll get combative at times, and then he'll ask this one question, if I could prove Christianity was true, would you become a Christian? And you'd be surprised, or maybe not, that some people <laughs> say no. So it's not, it's not a proof issue. It's not a scientific issue, because I actually believe science validates my faith. It is a volitional issue. It's a moral issue. It is a, it's a separate thing that's causing their heart, or as the um, Second Corinthians says, that that veil is low over their heart, and only in Christ is it removed. And, and so what we're doing with the unbeliever, not trying to argue or, or cast pearls before swine, but that's a clarifying question where, where you ask, 
do you really want to follow the consequences of truth? Mm. And if that leads to Jesus, and right. if I can show that to your satisfaction right. that Jesus is the Messiah and you should give your life to him, right. uh, and people say no, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. Right. <laughs> I, I think uh, probably all of our listeners have, have heard that. These are people that are deeply caught in the web of deceit or sin uh, and, and blinded. Yeah. And I would hope that compassion would well up when we see uh, people so caught. I, I don't know. You've seen a fly in a spider web. I don't know if you've ever mm. set one free, <laughs> but it's it's a it's it's a bad death yeah. that a lot of people are facing. Right. And to have that compassion, that this clarifying question: Do you want to really know the truth? Mm. Allows people to then go and think about it, even if they say, "No, I don't want to follow Jesus," even if it is. It is true, at least to to help them understand that their decision is, I don't want truth, and they can wrestle with that, and the Holy right. Spirit will wrestle with them. Right. Have you seen that with youth? I've seen it with youth, uh, with adults, with um, members in my, my family. Well, do you but have with, some, some examples? Yeah, of- so with one, um, I'll think of one teen in particular, I won't give the name, but uh, he had so many questions it would just be and, and at the point of which the, the questions weren't really seeking answers it was just seeking a loophole and you and I, I, could, I could sense this and I could see it and I was like look this is I'm not going to keep going around in circles with you if you're not liking the answer I'm giving then stop asking me the question now I had a good relationship with him so it wasn't like I was pushing him away but there comes a point when when is enough evidence enough evidence? Um, a lot of apologists that I know came to faith through following the evidence. You know um, the Lee Strobel story and, and Jim Warner Wallace. and so The John Mauk story, too. John, okay, there you go. <laughs> um, you know, ask the questions. Keep asking keep if asking. you want to know the answer right. and where it leads. Don't be afraid. Right. You know, I thought if I came to become a believer, that would be the end of my life. Mm. It would be boring, but I found out, I, even though it was truth, so I decided I'd follow truth mm. and realized I was wrong about everything else. It right. wasn't boring. Right. It was life. Right. I, uh, I have this example um, I think I actually got from, from Dr. Turek, and it's a great kind of two-sentence uh, proof test for the, for the existence of God. Um, if we think about science as the study of cause and effect, and therefore— we're essentially looking for the effects when we see something like, okay, what, what caused that to event to happen? So if space, time, and matter exist, they must themselves be the effect. They can't cause themselves. We know they exist, obviously, because we're here. We are existing. Um, so if they are the effect, what is the cause? The cause must be spaceless, timeless, and immaterial. And who does that sound like? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, if somebody wants to wrestle with the logic of that, I didn't have to quote any scripture and we can do that, too. But it's just a lot of it is a logical case because anything that I believe that is true can largely be proven. And once you find that evidence, you got to make sense of it. Coming up, we will talk further with Pastor Alex McElroy. I'm John Malk of Malk and Baker, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauck, partner of the law firm Mauck and Baker, Christian attorneys in Chicago. We're talking with Pastor Alex McElroy, international speaker, author, blogger, pastor of education at New Life Covenant Southeast Church, and author of the book Blueprint for Bible Basics. What we're talking about is worldview and how to help our young people want to adopt a biblical worldview. Uh, Pastor Alex, how does that work? How do you get a young person hungry for the Word of God? So I, I think there's there's many different things that have been tried, including the, the book that you referenced. But I think before we even get to the Word of God, what if we took another route and, and help them understand they have meaning and purpose in life? If we get that there, or if we get that understanding to them and they agree to that, which they, they usually feel, as we all do, whether they know how to access it or not, then we can, under, we can show them that the source of that purpose is God. Now, then we have well, to Well, let me interrupt the you there. Mm-hmm. When you say we want to get them to understand that they have meaning and purpose. Right. And and yes, we all want that. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that by simply asserting it to them or how do you how do you get in their head? Cuz that's that's what a parent is right. is thinking. And we got young people and gee, she goes to church and she sings the hymns, but I know her older sister went off to college and mm-hmm. said she's never coming back to church. So mm-hmm. how do we get deep into their their mind and spirit. Right. So even with my six-year-old, uh, I'm starting to ask certain questions. I'm doing apologetics on a very basic level, just trying to get her to think critically, critically about things. I don't even want to prove the case to her. I want her to think about how to examine different cases. Okay. So it's not teaching this is what we need to believe, right. memorize this, and mm-hmm. these are the rules and right. theology right. Uh, that we have. It's right. It's – Nurturing a spirit of inquiry? Yes. Is that not dangerous? It is. Well, it's dangerous. And this is why, you know, everybody is not going to be Dr. Ravi Zacharias. But I think every parent has to make themselves something of an apologist. You don't have to know every detail. But you have. I think the reason that some people think it is dangerous or scary is because they're scared. Like, what if this isn't true? And they have things that they wrestle okay, with. Okay, no, own. that's great. Go there for, for for a minute. Christians are afraid to ask tough questions mm-hmm. because they're afraid that it's not true. Right, because if your Christian experience has been largely emotional or largely, you know, when when we're just giving scripture and say memorize this, do the rules, it becomes behavior modification. But we know Christ desires relationship. And so if you have a real relationship, how do you develop a relationship? How do you uh, improve your relationship with anybody? You ask questions. You get to know the person, your, your, your spouse. How do you get to know them? You ask them questions. If we're not going to ask God questions, if we're not going to ask questions that solidify our relationship, then we're never going to grow in it. So that's as the adult and as the kid. Now, for the kids, if we're giving them that um, freedom – we have to be prepared with some answers as well. And and the idea of of truth is probably a little too abstract for mm-hmm. for, for a child. Is that yeah. you're you're nodding your head? Uh, 
but for an adult, I think we need to, as Christians particularly, address that. And it's, it, the question is, do we want to know truth? Mm. And if we say that first, that might mean rejection of the gospel if it's not true. Absolutely. And, and we have to be willing to take that risk. Right. I mean, you can attest, I can attest, it's worth the risk because mm. it, it is true. Right. But if we'd ever ask the questions, we'd never have that assurance right. of our salvation. We'd always be wondering, uh, what's this about? And, right. and, and, and Paul writes, I think it's in Colossians, I write to those who, who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know right. that you have eternal life. Right. And there are those, apparently, who believed but didn't have assurance mm. of their eternal life, and so they were ineffectual. Right. And that's a great that's a great word because, I, okay, I say this is just Alex talking. I believe that if just the Christians get it right on the planet, there's 2.3 billion. If just the Christians get it right, the whole world will change. But if you have a a large percentage that are Christians on paper, but they doubt Christians in quotes, in quotes, yeah. yes, and then they're ineffectual, ineffective, and largely the kingdom becomes ineffective in the earth. Now, um. I've, I've examined evidence. Many have examined it. You've written, book, you've examined it. So we know that this stands up to the to the test of scrutiny. Um, we we talk about is it coherent? Does it correspond to each other? Is it logically consistent? Those are the standards of truth in anything, not just in scripture, not just in religion. Um, but you also have to look at the alternatives. When anybody um, wants to challenge this, what's what else is out there? Naturalism says, you know, I don't know who to ask. Agnosticism says, I don't know who to ask. Um, Islam says, don't you dare ask. Um, <laughs> you know, Eastern spirituality yeah, yeah. says, look within yourself and just do. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio, and we're having a great discussion with Pastor Alex McElroy, author of Blueprint for Bible Basics, about how we ourselves need to shape our worldview and, and clarify our Christian worldview, our biblical worldview, so that we can impart that to others and know how to help our children and help our youth uh, get it right. Mm -hmm. So I have this question, Pastor Alex. Uh, many of our listeners have what we would call biblical or Christian worldviews, but those worldviews are mixed together mm -hmm. with so many worldly worldviews. Mm. Uh, are all political worldviews bad? Uh, worldviews that we talked about, uh, 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 feminism or uh, enforced equality through uh, political means. How do we sort out our other worldviews that are not just competing, but in many ways coexisting mm -hmm. and confusing us? So. Let me finish that last thought because it bridges into that question. Because So you're looking at all these alternative worldviews, and the difference, one main difference is only in the Christian worldview is, is it true that when you have a question, there's a person on the other end to answer it. So Christ um, is not afraid of our questions. Um, we don't have to be scared as Christians that God can't handle this question, he can't handle my doubt or, or my concern. And real quick, so... In John 14, he says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do. Um, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you, I'll pray the Father, he will give you another helper. Now, 
Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, no other foundation shall anyone have than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. So to answer your, excuse me, your question, the primary worldview has to be a foundation in Christ and in the truth. And only in the Christian worldview is truth not simply a concept but a person. Amen. Okay, well, that's beautiful. Now, we could go on, and maybe we'll have another interview, and we'll, we'll ask more questions. But if someone wants to know about the Blueprint for Bible Basics, the, the book you've written to, to help people get on the right path, or other things, how can they contact you, and how can they learn about this book? Yeah, my, my catch-all website is alexrmcelroy.com. Um, you can get access to my blog from there and the book. Um, I also have the blog website, which is relentlesspursuitofpurpose.com. And um, you, like I said, you can get access to the book blueprintforbiblebasics.com or at my my main website, alexrmcelroy.com. Email address is there and everything like that. Um, booking information as well. Um, do you do you come and speak at youth groups? That is what I do. Okay. <laughs> I, now... Uh, this may be an untoward question. You charge a big fee, or any fee, or you sell your books, or yeah. How, how do you make a living? Well, <laughs> there is a fee. I do have two kids to feed, <laughs> um, and and I prepare um, and tailor the presentation to whoever the audience is, whatever they ask me to do. Uh, I'm actually teaching at a national conference uh, next month for children's pastors, so I'm excited about that. And I had opportunity a few months ago to teach in Africa. Um, in Burundi and Rwanda, so things are expanding. But yes, uh, I, you know the book is for sale; it's ten dollars, and um, you know other booking information you can get on the website. And, and I would recommend that you, you get a copy and look at it, but really plan to uh, give this book to your youth group. Yeah. Uh, that's that's doable, right? This book is available and reaches. Uh, a 16-year-old high school student can, uh, can understand what you're talking about? Absolutely, and it's great to go through in small groups. If you're discipling a young person or a group of them, it's great for that. There's a study guide included in the book so that once, you ha- once they are given the answers or find the answers, they have that to refer back to forever. Well, thank you, Pastor McElroy. Uh, this has been Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Malk of Malk and Baker. If you have a legal need and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243. I'm going to repeat the number, 312-726-1243. We're all believers in Jesus, and we approach the legal needs that you may have with saying, what is God doing and how can we bring about God's purpose for his glory out of the particular problems or needs that you have? And that's how you're going to be blessed if you have the wisdom to get Christian counseling. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Somebody, yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody.